is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Wise Guys. These guys know sports here live on the Worldwide Sports Network. You hear the music in the background. The NFL season is upon us. NFL week one starts tonight in Los Angeles. Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen taking on the defending Super Bowl champions, the L.A. Rams and Matthew Stafford. NFL season is here. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here on the Wise Guys Sports Show. Come on in and stay a while. We got an action jam-packed show tonight. It's the NFL preview show on Wise Guys Sports. Remember, everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at these guys. No sports. It is an action jam-packed show ahead tonight. I'm going to give y'all my NFL MVP winner. Also, I'm going to preview the AFC North, the NFC West, and the AFC West. Three of the best divisions we have in the NFL on tonight's show. So call into the show, 513-203-8655, 513-203-8655. Call into the show if you want to give some of your predictions for the upcoming NFL season. They are welcome tonight on the Wise Guys Sports Show because I'm excited for football. I am excited to be here tonight on a Thursday night. I can't wait to get off air and go and watch Josh Allen versus Matthew Stafford on NBC tonight, Bills, Rams. You couldn't ask for a better matchup to kick off the NFL season. You, you, you You could not ask for a better matchup. So, Congratulations to the Bills, Rams. Week one starts tonight in Los Angeles. I want to give a round of applause also to Roger Goodell and the NFL for having Josh Allen versus Matthew Stafford. Bills, Rams on Thursday night football on NBC tonight. You couldn't ask for a better matchup. And Sunday is so many great games. We got Tom Brady versus Dak Prescott. So the Bucks. In Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. And then you've got Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. So Packers, Vikings, NFC North battle as well. And one of the more exciting matchups that I'm really excited about this weekend is Derek Carr versus Herbert in Los Angeles. Raiders, Chargers, AFC West battle. And then we got on Monday night, on Monday night, we got Russ returning back to his old stomping grounds in Seattle, Broncos, Seahawks. Seahawks ain't got much to play for this season, but I expect the Seahawks to be ready for Russ when he arrives in town 
on Monday night football. Gonna be a big time matchup as well. And then we got the Steelers and Bengals. Bengals fresh off a Super Bowl appearance last season. Steelers still trying to prove that they are contenders in the AFC. So it's gonna be a great week one. And tonight we're gonna start off in Los Angeles as we begin with the Buffalo Bills, who are two and a half favorites traveling to LA to take on the Rams. It's an 820 start on NBC. The over-under for this game is 52 and a half. And a couple key notes for this matchup. The Rams are 5-0 in season openers under Sean McVay. And the, there have never been there has hasn't been a repeat champ since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots. Unlike the NBA in the NFL, we don't get repeat champions often. It doesn't happen often, if at all. So tonight, when I look at this game, let's start off with the Buffalo Bills. Last year, the Buffalo Bills, they won the AFC East, and they were dominant last year. I mean, in, the, in that division, they were by far the best team in the AFC East last year. They finished with a record of 11-6. and six. They beat the New England Patriots. On wild card weekend, they, I mean, they blew they blew them out in that game. They won 47 to 17. The offense was sensational for the Buffalo Bills in that game. And I thought that overall, Josh Allen played well in the playoffs last year. In the division around the playoffs, the Buffalo Bills did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs 42 to 36. But in that game, Josh Allen was sensational. And he was great overall last year. In the postseason, last year in the postseason, Josh Allen, he went nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had 637 passing yards. He completed 77% of his passes. He was sensational last year in the playoffs for the Buffalo Bills. And last year, even in the regular season, he had a good regular season last year. 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. 4,407 passing yards last year for Josh Allen. He completed 63% of his passes. So Josh Allen has emerged as a top five quarterback in the NFL. When you look at the best quarterbacks in the NFL, the top three are Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. You got to throw Josh Allen into that conversation as well. This is why the Buffalo Bills have so many expectations this year because in their division alone, they're going to win the AFC East easily this year. I already did my AFC East predictions a few days ago. And the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. It's a foregone conclusion. They will be the best team in the AFC East. So for the Buffalo Bills, it's all about how they're going to compete against those other top-tier teams in the AFC this year. You look at the AFC West. The one thing that the Buffalo Bills have going for them is because they got Josh Allen, their quarterback is on the same level as many other quarterbacks in the NFL, not named Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are probably the only two quarterbacks that I can say definitively are better than Josh Allen because as great as Patrick Mahomes is, Patrick Mahomes did have an MVP season when he's in his first year starting in the NFL, been to two Super Bowls, so far in his career. But last year, Patrick Mahomes did struggle. I, I'm not going to be mad at somebody that says that 
Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen? But I definitely think it's a debate. It's a debate on who's better between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, last year in the playoff game, both of these two young quarterbacks put on a show. You look at these two young quarterbacks and their their numbers last year in the postseason. Josh Allen, he went 27 of 37, 329 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, he went 33 of 44. He threw for 378 passing yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And oh, by the way, he got his team in field goal range in 13 seconds. Remember, Josh Allen had put the Bills in position to punch their ticket to the AFC Championship game. And Patrick Mahomes responded by saying, not so fast, my friend. Drove his Chiefs offense down the field in 13 seconds in the field goal range, and the game went into overtime. So I thought last year the Buffalo Bills, even though they didn't reach the AFC Championship game, I thought last year they took a step in the right direction, getting to the division around the playoffs. And offensively, they're one of the best offenses we have in the NFL with Josh Allen at quarterback. And you look at their receiving core. You got Stephon Diggs, a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Last year, Gabe Davis, he played great last year in the postseason. Last year in the postseason, Gabe Davis in that playoff game against the Chiefs, Gabe Davis had four touchdowns, and Stephon Diggs actually was quiet in that game. So you saw defensive coordinator Steve Pagnola for the Chiefs. He wanted to take away Stephon Diggs, and so Gabe Davis stepped up and was sensational in that playoff game against the Chiefs last year. So he was great for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe that's a stepping stone for Gabe Davis for this year to step up and and, and play a big-time role in this Buffalo Bills offense. They got Devin Singletary at running back. They got James Cook. He's the brother of Minnesota Minnesota Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. And they got Zach Moss. They got running backs by committee. There's no premier back in this Buffalo Bills offense. You still got Isaiah McKinney. You still got Dawson Knox. And then defensively, I think they're going to be better this year. I think they'll be better. You got Ed Oliver at left tackle. You got Daquan Jones at right tackle. They signed Von Miller in free agency this year. So Von Miller brings a veteran presence to that Bills locker room. Fresh off winning a Super Bowl. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Already got a Super Bowl MVP on his resume. And then you got Traymond Edmonds at linebacker, and your secondary is decent. You got Jordan Poyer, who's playing for a new contract. Micah Hyde is a nice safety in your defensive backfield. I like this Buffalo Bills team. I do. And I think this Buffalo Bills team will be competing in the AFC this year. I'm going to get my prediction for the, the playoffs and my conference championship pick, Super Bowl prediction later on in the show. But I think the Buffalo Bills will be legitimate Super Bowl contenders this season. And the one of the things that I'm looking forward to in this matchup against the Rams, can this Buffalo Bills offensive line hold up against Aaron Donald and company? Last year in the Super Bowl, the lone reason, the literally the only reason why the L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl was because of Aaron Donald. That's how dominant Aaron Donald was last year in the Super Bowl. In the second half, 
I thought Aaron Donald completely took over the game. And I want to give a lot of credit to Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup had a great season last year. He had the best season in the NFL amongst receivers. But Cooper Cup did not deserve Super Bowl MVP. Aaron Donald deserved Super Bowl MVP, and I believe that he was dominant in the second half in that game. He completely terrorized Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. He's the one reason why the Cincinnati Bengals today are not Super Bowl champions. It's Aaron Donald. Now, you look at this L.A. Rams team. They're bringing back Matthew Stafford. Last year, I thought Matthew Stafford was inconsistent at times. There were times where he had games where he threw multiple interceptions, and he was a turnover machine. But for the season, Matthew Stafford, he finished 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. He had 4,886 passing yards. For his season last year, he completed 67% of his passes. But last year in the postseason, I thought Matthew Stafford played good. Not great. He played good. He had nine touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,188 passing yards. He completed 70% of his passes. That was Matthew Stafford last year in the postseason. In the postseason. Matthew Stafford was good in the postseason for the L.A. Rams. He wasn't great, but he was good enough for the Rams to be Super Bowl champions. Now, this year, they're going to get back a healthy Cam Akers. You still got Cooper Cup. You got Allen Robinson, who they signed in free agency. Van Jefferson is going to return back at some point this season. Tyler Higby is a nice tight end in this offense. But defensively, they did lose Von Miller, but you still got Aaron Donald up front. You still got Greg Gaines. You still got Leonard Floyd. So that's going to be the key in this matchup tonight. The Bills offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. Whichever unit wins that matchup, I believe is going to win tonight's game. It's week one. Both of these teams are teams that are going to be competing in their respective conferences. I like the Bills in the AFC. I like the Rams in the NFC. Obviously, the defending Super Bowl champions. But tonight, the biggest matchup for me that I'm looking forward to seeing is the Bills' offensive line versus the Rams' defensive line. Now, offensively, on that Bills' offensive line, you're, they're led by center Mitch Morsh, right guard Ryan Bates, right tackle David Quinsbury, and then left tackle Deion Dawkins. They're going to be key against this Rams' front seven tonight. Want to see what they got. Definitely want to see what they got. But I love both of these two coaches as well in this matchup. You got Sean McDermott, who is a proven NFL head coach. I had my questions about Sean McDermott initially when he first was in Buffalo. But I like Sean McDermott as a head coach. And I think he is proved that he can coach in this league. So far in his coaching career, he has a record of 49 and 32. So he's won 61% of his games. And I believe that with Sean McDermott, who's a defensive coach, I think the Buffalo Bills would be better defensively this year. And I think they're going to cause some trouble tonight for Matthew Stafford and that L.A. Rams offense. Last year in the Super Bowl, even though the L.A. Rams were able to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, I thought there were times where the L.A. Rams struggled offensively in the Super Bowl. They need to develop a consistent running game. 
They're going to get back Cam Akers, who's going to be healthy this year. And I think he's going to be key for that Rams offense to be successful this year. Cam Akers, if he's healthy, you can make a case for him to be a top 10 running back in the NFL. I got him on my fantasy team. So I'm hoping for a great season out of Cam Akers this year. You still got Darrell Henderson Jr. in the backfield as well. And you look at the, the Rams offensive line. They did lose Andrew Whitworth, who's a veteran in previous years in the L.A. Rams locker room. They lost Andrew Whitworth. He retired, won him a Super Bowl, decided to retire. But offensive line, I think the Rams are decent. They got center Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton, David Edwards. They're decent. They're not great. So, yeah, I, 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 again, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup tonight. I don't think you could have asked for a better matchup between two quality contenders. Now, this was a question I came up with that I really, really like, and I want to get everyone's opinion on this question. Which dynamic duo are you taking? Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, or Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup? For me, I'm taking Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Last year, Cooper Cup, he won the Triple Crown. These were his numbers last year. This was one of the greatest statistical numbers that I've seen from a receiver. Cooper Cup had 145 receptions, 1,947 receiving yards, 16 touchdowns. That was in the regular season. In the postseason, Cooper Cup, 33 receptions, six touchdowns, 478 receiving yards, one NFL Super Bowl MVP, and he took over on the last possession of the game in the Super Bowl for the L.A. Rams. I believe that Aaron Donald should have won Super Bowl MVP, but it's undeniable that on the last possession of the game, everyone knew that the ball was going to number 10 on the L.A. Rams, and he delivered for the L.A. Rams on that last possession. And he proved why he was the best receiver in the NFL last year. I still think Devontae Adams overall is better than Cooper Cup, but last year Cooper Cup was the best receiver in the NFL. And that connection with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, to me, is the best that we have currently in the NFL. I love Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Last year, Stephon Diggs, he had 103 receptions, 1,225 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns. But I believe that Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup were more dynamic than Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs last year. Like, as great as Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams was, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup was just as dynamic. Just as dynamic. So when it comes to these two duos, I'm taking Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup slightly over Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. But I love both of these two dynamic duos in the NFL at the quarterback and receiver position. Love them both. So when it comes to both of these teams and their respective conferences, I think that the Rams are more likely to make it to the Super Bowl than the Bills are this season. And the main reason is there is significantly more competition for the Bills in the AFC than it is for the Rams in the NFC. In the NFC, I think the only Super Bowl contenders are 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is outside of the LA Rams. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the San Francisco 49ers, the Green Bay Packers, and maybe the New Orleans Saints. You look at the AFC and the competition that the Bills are going to have to go up against. Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers. That's in the AFC West alone. Go to the AFC North. Bengals, Ravens, AFC South, Colts. So I think the road to the Super Bowl is going to be tougher for the Bills than it will be for the Rams. Therefore, I believe the Rams are more likely to make it back to the Super Bowl than the Bills will. It's time for my first wise pick of the 2022 season. So for tonight's game, I'm going to roll with the Bills to win tonight in Los Angeles. I'm going to roll with Josh Allen to beat Matthew Stafford tonight. 27-24 Bills. That's what I got tonight. 27-24 Bills over the Rams in L.A. tonight. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys No Sports. Let's transition to my AFC North preview. And so these are the AFC North standings that finished last year. The Bengals won the division with a 10-7 record. The Steelers, they squeaked into the playoffs with a 9-7-1 record. The Browns, they finished 8-9. And the Ravens, they had a bunch of injuries. They finished 8-9 as well. And so these are the Vegas odds to win the division this season. Ravens are the favorites at plus 140. The Bengals are in second place at plus 160. Browns plus 450. Steelers are plus 850 in the AFC North. Let's start off with the Baltimore Ravens and my expectations for the Ravens this year. They're over and under are at nine and a half. I'm taking the over. I think when you look at this Baltimore Ravens team, last year they dealt with a bunch of injuries. J.K. Dobbins and Marcus Peters both went down in practice with season-ending injuries. It happened on the same practice. And then Lamar Jackson was dealing with nagging injuries at the end of the season last year. So this year, the Ravens will be healthy. And when you look at this Ravens team, they are obviously led by Lamar Jackson. This was Lamar Jackson numbers last year. He had 16 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He had 2,882 passing yards. And he his record was 7-5 last year. But So he only played in 12 games last year. He dealt with a bunch of injuries last year, so the, the injuries were piling up for Lamar Jackson. But here's the thing about Lamar Jackson. His quarterback record so far since he's been the starter in Baltimore is 37-12. and 12. For his career, he has 84 touchdowns, 31 interceptions. He's completed 64% of his passes. He has 9,967 passing yards. But this is what, what makes Lamar Jackson – so great is his mobility and his playmaking skills as a quarterback for his career he got 615 carries 21 career rushing touchdowns 3,673 rushing yards for his career his mobility is what makes him great and he's like different than other elite quarterbacks because you have to worry about him in the passing game taking off going downfield for 40 or 50 or 60 yards, 
and taking it to the house. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, you know, or Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford or a Russell Wilson, they're not going to go on 70, 80 yard runs like Lamar Jackson can. He's dynamic in the open field. He won MVP in 2019, and he's been a winner so far in his career since he's been a starter in Baltimore. This is the reason why I don't believe Lamar Jackson should even suit up this weekend. Right now, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are negotiating a new contract, and I think Lamar Jackson should seriously consider not suiting up until he has a new contract extension from the Baltimore Ravens. And he should not get less than what Deshaun Watson got. Now, let me be very, very clear. I think that Deshaun Watson is better than Lamar Jackson is. I think Deshaun Watson is a better pure pocket passer than Lamar Jackson is. And your number one job as a quarterback is to throw the ball down the field accurately and effectively. And I believe Deshaun Watson is a better passer than Lamar Jackson is. But Lamar Jackson is more accomplished than Deshaun Watson is. He won MVP in 2019. He's also trustworthy because he hasn't gotten into any off-the-field issues like Deshaun Watson has. Now, we know the situation involving Deshaun Watson is something that is a he-said-she-said situation. Everybody views it differently. But nevertheless, it's undeniable that Deshaun Watson, he put himself in a position to have scrutiny aimed in his direction and have legal issues that he had to deal with. We're on to football now because he's been suspended for 11 games. So once he returns back from his suspension, we can focus on football. But Lamar Jackson is trustworthy. Lamar Jackson is more accomplished than Deshaun Watson is. So I believe Deshaun Watson, him getting the guaranteed money that he got from the Cleveland Browns, it's going to help Lamar Jackson in negotiations because Lamar Jackson should not ask for anything less than what Deshaun Watson got guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. So I think he should seriously consider not suiting up until he gets a new contract extension from the Baltimore Ravens. Unlike basketball and baseball, in the NFL, you are one hit away from your career being over. One hit away from your career being over. And I think the thing is with Lamar, him not hiring, hiring an agent is hurting him right now. Because in contract negotiations, it's certain things that your agent can talk about on your behalf that will help you with your contract negotiations. You know it's going to be something in the contract that the general managers and the coaches and the owners may put in the contract that Lamar Jackson or a lawyer may not pay attention to. And your agent, because that's their expertise and that's what they are an expert in, they will be able to look out for those things in your contract that an organization may try to get over on you that they won't be able to get over in when they're negotiating with your agent. So I think he should hire an agent. I also believe he shouldn't suit up week one. But we look at the Baltimore Ravens, right, and their team. In the backfield, they're going to get back J.K. Dobbin. At tight end, you still got Mark Andrews. You got Devin Duvernay. You got James Proush at receiver. They did trade away Hollywood Brown. And then their offensive line, I love their O-line. They're led by center Tyler Linderbaum. 
Left guard, Ben Powers. Left tackle, Ronnie Stanley. And then on the other side, you got Kevin Zeitler at right guard. You got Morgan Moses at right tackle. I love this Ravens offensive line. One of the keys for Lamar Jackson being able to be as effective as he is is this great offensive line for the Baltimore Ravens. Also, offensively, they're led by Greg Roman, offensive coordinator in Baltimore, and I think Roman does a great job putting together plays for Lamar Jackson to be successful. His play designs and how he gets Lamar Jackson in open space is brilliant. It's brilliant. So I, I, I love it. So offensively, I think the Baltimore Ravens, because they're not a team that has dynamic receivers and their 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 strength of their team is not to throw the ball, I don't think it's going to matter that they have average receivers. Duverway and James Proush is average. But I think their strength of this team is Lamar Jackson and their running backs with J.K. Dobbins, Mike Davis, and I think they're going to be a nice offense this season. Now, defensively, you still got Calais Campbell, got Michael Pierce. At linebacker, you got Patrick Queen, Justin Houston. I love their secondary with Marlon Humphrey. They're going to get back Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark as well. I like their secondary. I think this Ravens team is going to be a legit contender in the AFC. I'm picking the over for the Baltimore Ravens. It's a Nine and a half. Give me the over. Baltimore Ravens will be a con legit contender, not only in the AFC North, but in the AFC overall. Now, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Last year, the Cincinnati Bengals, they surprisingly shocked a lot of people getting to the Super Bowl. Damn sure shocked me. Not people here in the local area in Cincinnati, but they shocked me getting to the Super Bowl. Got to the Super Bowl, lost to the LA Rams in the fourth quarter. Game came down to the wire. And the main issue that they had last year was they could not protect Joe Burrow. Last year, Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times. That was the most in the NFL last year. He got sacked 19 times in the postseason alone. That also was the most in the NFL. The over-under for the Bengals this year, by the way, is 9.5. That's what Vegas has their over-under at. So. The key for the Cincinnati Bengals is going to be for them to protect Joe Burrow. And I believe they addressed their weaknesses on the offensive line. They brought in Ted Karras. They brought in Alex Kappa. And they also brought in Lyle Collins. All in free agency. I want to give a round of applause tonight to head coach Zach Taylor and owner Mike Brown, for finally spending some money in free agency for the Cincinnati Bengals. It was obvious what the biggest issues were for the Cincinnati Bengals last year. It was the offensive line, and they addressed that in free agency. Lyle Collins is a proven lineman in the NFL, spent many, many years in Dallas. Alex Kepa. It's also proven as well. He's going to help that offensive line on the right side. And then you got Ted Karras as well at center. They still got Jonah Williams at left tackle, and I think he was the best offensive lineman that they had last year. They kept him, and they got Cordell Volson at left guard. He's at a North Dakota, Dakota State. 
This is going to be his rookie season. So they got four new offensive linemen for that Cincinnati Bengals O-line. Going to definitely help the Bengals this year. Offensively, the Bengals have no weaknesses. None. They don't have not one weakness offensively. Now that they have improved their offensive line, you look at their running back, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is one of the best running backs that we have in the NFL. Last year, Joe Mixon had 292 carries, 1,205 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns, 42 receptions. He averaged over four yards per carry. So he's one of the best running backs that you got in the NFL. They got Jamar Chase. And last year, Jamar Chase had one of the best rookie seasons in NFL history at the receiver position. Let me look at his numbers last year. He had 81 receptions, 1,455 receiving yards, 13 touchdowns. Jamar Chase was sensational last year. I thought it was crazy that Madden didn't have Jamar Chase on their top 10 receivers rating list. You know, Madden, they released their ratings for all the positions, and they didn't even have Jamar Chase on their top 10. Crazy. They had Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, and I love Terry McLaurin and Amari Cooper. They're not better than Jamar Chase. They're not better than Jamar Chase. The only receivers that I would say that I would pick over Jamar Chase right now is Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. That's it. That's it. That's how great Jamar Chase was last year in only his rookie season. But then you also got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I think the Cincinnati Bengals have the best receiving core in the NFL. They got the best receiving core in the NFL. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Now, you switch gears to their defense, who I thought improved last year, especially in the playoffs. In the playoffs last year, I thought the Bengals' defense played better than the Bengals' offense. In the regular season, the Bengals' offense was the strength of the team, and the Bengals' defense was the weakness of the team. But defensively, you got Sam Hubbard up front. You still got DJ Reader, BJ Hill, Trey Hendrickson. At linebacker, you got Logan Wilson, who's a nice linebacker in this Bengals defense. You got Jermaine Pratt, who had the game-winning interception, I believe, when the Bengals won their first playoff game in over 30 years against the Raiders on Wild Card Weekend. And then in the back end, I don't really like their secondary. You got Eli Apple, who I don't believe in. You got Von Bell, Jesse Bates. I like him as a safety. He's probably going to not return back to Cincinnati after this season because they did bring in Dax Hill. They drafted him in the draft this year. So he's going to probably take over for Jesse Bates next year because the Bengals won't have to pay Jesse Bates if Dax Hill can play. The, the, as good as Dax Hill is, is, however good he is, it lowers Jesse Bates' value. But I don't like Eli Apple. I think I think he's not very good. And then you got Ouzie at your right corner position. He had an interception in the Super Bowl. He's decent, but Eli Apple was trash. I don't think Eli Apple was good at all, honestly. I, I really don't. Like A lot of Bingo fans, they try to sell me on Eli Apple. I'm not buying Eli Apple. I don't think he's very good. But I think this Bingo's defense will be better this year than they were last year. And if they are a good defensive team, the sky is the limit for the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Yes, I cannot believe I'm saying it tonight on Wise Guys Sports, on the Worldwide Sports Network. I can't believe I'm saying it. 
the Cincinnati Bengals this year could be better than they were last year. The over-under is 9.5 for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking the over. I think the Bengals will win over 9.5 games in the AFC North. Now, let's switch gears and talk about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, they finished 8-9 last year. The over-under for the Cleveland Browns is 8.5. Now, we all know that Deshaun Watson will be suspended for the first 11 games of the season. So they're going to be led by Jacoby Brissett. When I look at this Cleveland Browns team, from top to bottom, I think the Cleveland Browns have a top five roster in the NFL. They got a top five roster in the NFL from top to bottom. But without Deshaun Watson, I believe it's going to be a struggle for the Cleveland Browns the first 11 games of the season. Now, I'm going to get to their schedule in a bit. But you look at their roster. You got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, two of the more dynamic running backs in the NFL. I love that running back tandem with Chubb and Hunt, similar to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. Chubb and Hunt are both problems that you have to deal with when you are going up against this Cleveland Browns offense. They brought in Amari Cooper in the trade with the Dallas Cowboys. They got Donovan Peoples-Jones at the other receiver spot who many people in Cleveland are talking about and trying to figure out if he's going to step up this year as a second receiver in this offense. You got David Bell at receiver as well. They did lose Jarvis Landry in free agency. And then at tight end, you got David Njoko. And I had my man Garrett Bush on the show a few weeks ago. He is up there in Cleveland, big-time Cleveland Browns fan, got a Cleveland Browns podcast called the Locked On Browns Podcast. So he's plugged into the Cleveland Browns. And I told him, that I believe one of the X factors in this Browns offense is David Njuku. I think he got great upside as a tight end. I think at his best, he could be a top five tight end in the NFL. Last year, he only had 475 receiving yards, four touchdowns, 36 receptions. But with Deshaun Watson suspended for the first 11 games, I think Njuku would be a nice security blanket for Jacoby Brissett. Now, you look at their offensive line. I love their offensive line. Ethan Posick at center. Left guard, Joel Bintino. Left tackle, Jedrick Wills Jr. Right guard, Wyatt Teller. And right tackle, Jack Coughlin. So, I like the Browns' offensive line. They open up a lot of running lanes for Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Now, defensively, they got one of the best defenses we have in the NFL. They got Miles Garrett who's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. You still got Jadavion Clowney, who's a nice pass rusher for this Browns defense. You got Jordan Elliott. And then at their linebacker spot, they re-signed Anthony Walker in free agency. You got Jeremiah Iwasu. It's hard to pronounce his last name. And then in their secondary, I love their secondary, you got Denzel Ward, one of the more underrated cornerbacks in the NFL. You got Greg Newsom III as well in that secondary, and you got John Johnson and Grant Delpit. That was who Garrett Bush talked about on the show when I brought him on the show. He talked about Grant Delpit being somebody that's going to help this Browns secondary. So I, I like this Browns team, but the biggest issue is Deshaun Watson being suspended for the first 11 games. Without Deshaun Watson, I can't see this Browns team being a playoff team. You look at their first 11 games, of the season. 
I think the first six games are all winnable games for the Browns. These are the first six games. Sunday, they're in Carolina against Baker Mayfield. Week two, home against the Jets. Week three, home against the Steelers. Week four, in Atlanta against the Falcons. Week five, home against the Chargers. That would be a loss. Week six, they're home against the Patriots. I think the Browns, even without Deshaun Watson, could possibly start off the season 4-2, and two, maybe 5-1. and one. The only game that I would say that they they would lose for sure is the Chargers game. You're not going to beat Justin Herbert in the L.A. Chargers without Deshaun Watson. This is not going to happen. So that's the only game I would say that the Browns are for sure going to lose. They could beat the Panthers this weekend in Carolina. They damn sure could beat the Jets in week two. Steelers week three, Mitchell Trubisky and their quarterback issues. Falcons in week four in Atlanta. Marcus Mariota is a quarterback for the Falcons. Week five, Chargers is a loss. Week six, Mac Jones and the Patriots. I think that's a winnable game for the Cleveland Browns. But here's where their struggles will start. After week six against the Patriots, they got the Ravens in Baltimore, home against the Bengals, in Miami against the Dolphins, in Buffalo against the Bills, home against the Buccaneers, and then Deshaun Watson will return against the Texans December the 4th. They'll lose all those games. All those games I just named, they'll lose all those games against the Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. So they'll go 0-5 in that stretch before Deshaun Watson returns. So even if they start off the season 4-2 in those first six games, they'll finish 4-7 and before Deshaun Watson actually returns back. So once, when Deshaun Watson comes back in week 13 against the Houston Texans, the Cleveland Browns will be 4-7. and seven. Call into the show, 513-203-8655. 513-203-8655. What are your expectations for the Cleveland Browns? The over-under is 8.5. I'm going under. I don't think they're going to win over 8.5 games this year. I think it's going to be a struggle with Deshaun Watson being out the first 11 games of the season. And by the time he does return back to action, Cleveland Browns are going to probably be 4-7, and seven, and they'll be out of playoff contention. The AFC is just too deep this year. Got a caller calling in. Brian, what's up, bro? Hey, hey, what's going on? Not much. How you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, I'm feeling real good, man. It's You know, the NFL season is upon us. We got Bills, yep. Rams tonight, and then week one on Sunday. You know, I, you know, I'm geeked up and I'm excited for the NFL season, Brian. Same here, man. Same here. I got a few predictions for you. Okay. They go like this. The NFC West will not go through Los Angeles. The NFC West is going to go through San Francisco. Okay. You got, the, you got the Niners winning the NFC West. Slim margin. Don't get it twisted. Okay. I have, I have no doubt for the Los Angeles Rams and, and what they're going to do to defend their, their, their championship. I am not discounting the Rams. I just think the 49ers have something better and in store for the Rams this year. They have a lot of unfinished business because if you think about it, the 49ers were not even supposed to get in the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah, agreed. They were not even supposed to get in the playoffs, and all the turmoil through the offseason is just going to propel them. So I have San Francisco squeaking out the West. Real quick, real quick, real quick, Brian. You know, as a Packers fan, I didn't want to see your 49ers in the playoffs. 
I didn't want to see I him know. in the playoffs. And it's crazy because the Rams had a chance to knock out the 49ers in week 18. And they blew it. And they blew it. They, they, they blew, blew it. it. Yeah, they did. They did. And I, you know, as a Packers fan, I was rooting for the Rams that day. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know I right know now. You, you know I was. I, was I know you were. <laughs> I Listen, was rooting for the Rams, yeah. It was 17 to nothing. Yes. In the first, it was 17 to nothing. The big mistake for the Rams, and they've done this throughout their second run in Los Angeles, they let teams back in the game. And they had no business letting San Francisco back in the game by letting the 49ers get a field goal at the end of the first half. It gave the 49ers confidence, and they had the momentum yep. heading into the second half. Real, exactly. Real quick, though, Brian, do you have the Rams as a playoff team? Yes. Okay. You got them as a playoff yes. team. Okay. You got them as a wild card team. I do team. have them as a play- I'm not stupid. I do have them as a playoff team. Okay. Matter of fact, my NFC championship goes Rams 49ers one more time, and this time it'll be in Santa Clara. Okay. Well, let me ask you this real quick, because I want to get your conference championship pick and your Super Bowl predict prediction as well before I get you off here. But one division I want to talk to you about and ask you about is the most competitive division in the NFL, maybe outside of the NFC West. It's the AFC West. Who do you got winning the AFC Chargers. West this year? Chargers. Okay, you got the Chargers winning the AFC West. Okay. I have the San, and I'm going to say it correctly. I have the San Diego Chargers winning the AFC West by a game, and it'll come down to the second match between the Chiefs and the Chargers, and in, in um, Chiefs and Chargers, and Chargers being at home. Okay. Do you got the Chiefs as a playoff team? Yes. Okay. They're a playoff team. Okay. Never deny Pat. Never doubt Patrick Mahomes. Never, never. Now, what is your conference championship in the AFC? Chiefs Chargers. Wow. An AFC West battle for the right to go to the Super Bowl. I love it. I, yep. I, love, I love it. I definitely think the Chargers I have, Chiefs, take a step. Char- I have Chiefs Chargers in the AFC championship game, and my NFC championship goes Rams 49ers. Okay. Now, what's your Super Bowl prediction? It's tough. You know, I went back and forth. That, you know, I went back and forth in, with this. And I'm going to re- also reveal it tomorrow on my show in the morning. Chiefs 49ers Part 2. Chiefs 49ers Part 2. Okay. It's Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. And you, and I know as a Packer fan, if there's one name that terrorizes the Packers, it's George Kittle. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Because George Kittle has the propensity to get open when the Packers don't expect him to get open. Agreed. And then I know, and I, I know the, um, I think it was 2019 on Sunday Night Football when Garoppolo hooked up with Kittle for a 61 yard touchdown. I could just see the look on your face going, How in the world did he get that wide open? Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. Real quick, Brian, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and find your show. Official SIT Morn is the ID that you all need. OfficialSITMorn.com is the uh, is is the website, and if you subscribe to the channel on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/SnowmanInTheMorning50, and also um, want to get some folks to subscribe to the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/SITMorning, you get some behind-the-scenes footage beginning this month of what I do here in the studio, and also you get a chance to get Snowman Unfiltered without commercials man going to be excited about that everybody go and follow 
all Brian Snow's social media and fires and, and, and finds Snowman in the morning. A great show with my man Brian for sure. Brian, I appreciate you calling in tonight. Hey, I appreciate you having me. I love you, brother. Thank Late, you so much. Later, too, brother. That's my man Brian calling into the show. We always go back and forth during the season because he loves his 49ers. I love my Packers, but obviously, in recent memory, the 49ers have traumatized my Packers in the playoffs. But everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at Wise Guys underscore OH. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And we should follow Wise Guys on Instagram with these guys know sports. Now, we were talking about the AFC North before Brian called in. And I said for the Browns, their over under is at eight and a half. I'm taking the under because I think they're going to struggle in the absence of Deshaun Watson. In those first 11 games, I think they're going to finish four and seven. Because in those no in those last five games, after the first six games, they got the Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. All five of those games without Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns will lose. I got the Browns under the eight and a half. So I think they're going to finish, you know, six and eleven, maybe seven and ten for the season. That's where I got the Browns at. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, last year they finished nine, seven, and one. And the over under for the Steelers are at seven and a half. When I look at this Pittsburgh Steelers team, I believe this is going to be the first losing season under Mike Tomlin. I love Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches that we have in the NFL. We got some great coaches in the NFL like Bill Belichick, Sean McVay. I think Mike Tomlin is a top three head coach in the NFL. And last year, I thought him getting the Pittsburgh Steelers into the postseason was a major accomplishment. I thought last year the Steelers overachieved. I don't think I don't think that the Steelers were a playoff team last year that truly deserved to be viewed as a playoff team. You know you have those teams that sneak into the playoffs and they, they they're just they're just happy to be there. I thought that was the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. They got romped by the Kansas City Chiefs on wild card weekend. It was a mismatch. But I think this is going to be the Steelers' first losing season under Mike Tomlin because I don't trust their offensive line. Got Mason Cole at center, right guard James Daniels, right tackle Okafor, and then your left tackle is Dan Moore Jr., left guard Kevin Dotson. Their offensive line is bad. I don't like their offensive line. You combine that with the fact that it got unproven quarterback play right now with Mitch Trubisky. I think they made a mistake starting Mitch Trubisky. I would have started Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett has a higher ceiling than Mitch Trubisky has. I love their running back in Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is the best player on their offense, but with their offensive line not being up to par, it's going to be hard for Najee Harris to get running lanes this year. And then the biggest issue that they have, too, as an offense, and this this has been the case for the last few years, they're a dick and duck offense. They're not, not the type of offense that stretches the field. I like the receivers that they have on their team. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens has showed promise. He's a rookie out of Georgia. I like the receiving core. But, I'm not sure if Mitch Trubisky 
is good enough to get their receivers the ball to make plays. And I don't think he's going to get enough time on this Steelers offense because their offensive line isn't very good. So I like the receiving core, but Mitch Trubisky, A, is not good enough to get them the ball accurately, and B, their offensive line is not going to give him enough protection to get the ball down the field. So I don't like this Steelers offense. I got questions about them. Defensively, I still think they have a top-notch defense. I wouldn't say they're top five, but they, they're formidable. You still got T.J. Watt. You got Devin Bush at linebacker. In the back end, you still got Mika Fitzpatrick. Cameron Sutton is decent, but I don't think their defense is going to be able to overcome the offensive struggles. So I got the Steelers at under seven and a half wins this season. Now, when it comes to my prediction for who wins this division, I do believe this division will have two playoff teams in this division this year that will make the playoffs. But my division winner is the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Baltimore Ravens will win the division because they will be healthy this season. And I think their defense is going to be better than the Bengals defense. But again, I do believe the Bengals are going to be contenders in the AFC. And I think they are going to be playoff contenders. But I got the Baltimore Ravens winning the AFC North. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Make sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys No Sports. Call into the show, 513-203-8655. 513-203-8655. Let's transition and let's talk about the NFL MVP odds. So when you look at the NFL MVP odds, Josh Allen is the leader right now for the MVP odds at plus 700. Patrick Mahomes is in second place at plus 800. Tom Brady is plus 850 in third place. Justin Herbert is a plus 900. Aaron Rodgers is plus 1,200. Joe Burrow, plus 1,200 as well. And then you got Russell Wilson at plus 1,400. Matthew Stafford, plus 1,500. Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson also at plus 1,500. My NFL MVP for this season is going to be Justin Herbert. Last year, Justin Herbert, he had 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He had over 5,000 passing yards last year. He completed 66% of his passes, and I love the weapons that he's going to be throwing the ball to this year. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams as well at receiver. You still got Austin Ekelar at running back, who was a proven running back in the NFL. And I like their offensive coaching staff as well. Brandon Stanley, even though he had some questionable decisions last year, I still like him as an offensive mind. And then you look at their tight end position. You got Gerald Everett, center Corey Lindsley, who's one of the best centers we have in the NFL. You got Zion Johnson, Trey Pipkins. Matt Filer, I like this L.A. Chargers offense. I believe that Justin Herbert is going to win NFL MVP. I look at the rest of the quarterbacks. With the lack of unproven skill position players, I think it's going to be hard for Aaron Rodgers to win a third consecutive MVP. 
I think the offensive line issues that Tom Brady is going to deal with in Tampa will be an issue for Tom Brady. I think Joe Burrow will be in the MVP conversation, but I think the Bengals are going to try to run the football with Joe Mixon more this season than they did last season. Josh Allen is going to be my runner-up for NFL MVP, but I think Justin Herbert will slightly take the NFL MVP crown away from Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to win it slightly over Josh Allen. So, you know, obviously it's a quarterback award. It's it's always a quarterback who wins NFL MVP, but I think Justin Herbert is put in a position to where he can win NFL MVP with the weapons that the Chargers have on their offense, the coaching staff that they have in Brandon Staley. I like the Chargers team, and I like Justin Herbert to win NFL MVP this season. Now, you always got like a a dark horse for NFL MVP. And my dark horse this year for NFL MVP is going to be Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott will be a dark horse for NFL MVP because we're going to get a chance to see how good Dak Prescott is. Because you look at the Dallas Cowboys right now. They lost James Washington. He's going to be out for another month with a, a foot fracture. They don't got Lionel Collins anymore. He's gone. He's no longer in Dallas. And your only true number one receiver on your team is CeeDee Lamb. He's the only true receiver. He is the number one receiver. But they also lost Tyron Smith in training camp. So you combine all that, I think Dak Prescott is going to have to carry the Dallas Cowboys this year. Ezekiel Elliott is past his prime. I like Tony Pollard. But Tony Pollard is not an elite running back. He's the best running back on the Dallas Cowboys, but he's not an elite running back. So I think that Dak Prescott could be a dark horse for NFL MVP because I think statistically he's going to put up numbers because he's going to be dependent on because the Dallas Cowboys team is not as talented this year as it has been in previous years. So I think Prescott is a dark horse for NFL MVP honors. Write this down right now. So y'all got it. He's a dark horse. So those are my picks. I got Justin Herbert winning NFL MVP. I got Dak Prescott as my dark horse for NFL MVP. Now, let's transition. Let's talk about the NFC West and my preview for the NFC West. Last year, the LA Rams, they won the NFC West with a 12-5 and record. The Arizona Cardinals, they came in second place with 11-6 and record. 49ers. On the last week of the season, punched their ticket into the postseason with a 10-7 record. Seahawks were awful. They were 7-10 last year. We have to start off with the defending Super Bowl champions in the L.A. Rams. You look at the L.A. Rams. I mentioned it earlier. Offensively, they're led by Matthew Stafford. you got Cam Akers who's going to be healthy this year in your backfield. They brought in Allen Robinson in free agency. Got Van Jefferson, who's going to return. At some point this season, looks like he's dealing with an, an injury right now. He's listed as out, so he's out tonight against the Bills. He's going to come back at some point this season. It's a great possibility that they may re-sign Odell Beckham in free agency. They already said they're saving a locker for Odell, so it's a good chance Odell could be back in L.A. at some point this season. You still got Tyler Higby, a proven tight end, 
Their offensive line is average with Brian Allen at center, David Edwards at left guard, left tackle, Joe, note boom, right guard, Coleman, Shelton, right tackle, Rob, Havenstein. So I like their offensive line. They're decent. They're not great, but they're decent. And then, like I said, I like Cam Akers because Cam Akers will be 100% healthy this season. You're going to also have Daryl Henderson Jr. in their backfield with Cam Akers. So I like this Rams offense. Still got Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Now, defensively, they did lose Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills. But up front, you still got Greg Gaines. Obviously, you still got Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the NFL. You got Leonard Floyd. They brought in Bobby Wagner. I love that signing in free agency, bringing in Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is going to be the captain on this Rams defense right with Aaron Donald. He's proven, and he's one of the best linebackers that we have in the NFL that's a veteran. We got some young studs at linebacker like Fred Warner, like Raquan Smith in Chicago, but I love the Rams bringing in Bobby Wagner. In their secondary, you still got Troy Hill, Taylor Rapp as well at safety, and you got one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL in Jalen Ramsey. Even though Jalen Ramsey was getting cooked last year in the Super Bowl by Jamar Chase, Jalen Ramsey is still a great cornerback to have on your defense. Now, here are some of their major free agent signings. I brought up Allen Robinson from Chicago, Bobby Wagner, the vet at linebacker. You got Joe Note Boom at left tackle. He's one of the free agents. Bryant Allen at center. Brandon Powell at receiver. He's got a one-year deal in L.A. So the Rams will be formidable in the NFC. They're going to be a team in the NFC West that's going to be a favorite. Like, I believe you look at the NFC West, Rams, 49ers are the two favorites in the NFC West. Make no mistake about it. Seahawks, no. Cardinals, no. DeAndre Hopkins in the first six games of the season. So they're going to struggle, I believe, in the first six games. But I think the Rams, they're over-under. This year is at 10 and a half. Give me the over. I'm taking the over. I think the Rams will be a playoff team in the NFC, and I'm I'm rolling with the over at over 10 and a half this year for the Rams. Now, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Finished 10 and 7 last year. They have the second best odds to win the NFC West at plus 170. Rams are plus 125. They're the favorites in the NFC West. 49ers come in at number two, plus 170. Cardinals, plus 360. Seahawks, plus 1,500. 49ers, they're going to be starting Trey Lance at quarterback, but they did re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo to a new contract for one year, so they have some security at quarterback in case Trey Lance struggles. I don't believe it's going to be a good move for the 49ers moving forward, bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo, because it doesn't show Trey Lance that you believe in him. If you Trey Lance... You want a full commitment from the 49ers organization. The 49ers bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo is not giving Trey Lance the confidence that he needs to be the quarterback of this team moving forward. It's telling Trey Lance, we got our doubts about you as our quarterback. I think when you are in a position where you have a young quarterback on your team and you want to turn over the reins to that young quarterback, you have to trade away the old veteran. When the Packers moved on from Brett Favre and they brought in Aaron Rodgers to start quarterback, they traded Brett Favre 
immediately. And they said, Aaron Rodgers, you are our quarterback moving forward, and it's your team. I don't think it was a good idea for Trey Lance when they brought back Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Trey Lance is going to be cool about it, but I don't think Trey Lance is happy about the 49ers bringing back Jimmy G either. He's not happy about it. He mentioned earlier in the week that Jimmy G has been like a big brother to him. He's he, That's lip service. I don't believe it. I don't think Trey Lance is happy about this. I also made the analogy that if you in a relationship and you break up with your ex and you kick them out of your house, you get into a new relationship and you move your new partner into your home and house. You can't bring your ex into the same house that you have your current partner living in. You can't bring them back into that house. You got your new partner that you with. That's what the 49ers are doing right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. You made a decision that you want to give the team to Trey Lance. So why would you bring back Jimmy G? It ain't like Jimmy G is going to be an elite quarterback. At least with the Packers, they had Brett Favre, and then Brett Favre went on to the Jets. But you moved from went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. The 49ers are going from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. We don't know how good Trey Lance is going to be. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo has ever been an elite quarterback. I, I've been on the record saying I don't think Jimmy G is very good. And I think the Cleveland Browns made the right decision not trading for Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't believe that their team would have been significantly better with Jimmy G than they currently are with Jacoby Brissett. But I think it was a mistake bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo for Trey Lance's confidence because it's it, it, you're not making a full commitment to Trey Lance moving forward. Now, look at the 49ers team. They did sign Debo Samuel to a new contract, so he's happy. You still got Brandon Ayuk at receiver as well. You got Jake Juan Jennings as well, caught a touchdown pass in the NFC Championship game. You got Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. You got Jeff Wilson Jr., Tyron Davis Price as well. The 49ers, they do it running back by committee. They don't have a premier back in the Kyle Shanahan offense. You still got George Kittle, one of the best tight ends that we have in the NFL. I love their offensive line with Trent Williams at left tackle. Trent Williams is one of the best left tackles that we have in the NFL. You got Aaron Banks at left guard. Center, you got Jake Brendel, right guard Spencer Buford, and right tackle Mike McGlinchey. And that's what the 49ers are known for. They're known for being a physical football team that's going to punch you in the mouth when they play. When you play against the San Francisco 49ers, you got to tighten up your chin strap because they're going to come at you. And we know George Kittle and Debo Samuel, they don't run around you. They run through you. <laughs> I, I've been on a record saying it. They don't run around you. They run through you. So they are a physical football team. Defensively, you still got Nick Bosa as a pass rusher. You got Arik Armstead as well. At your linebacker spot, you got Fred Warner. One of the best young linebackers that we have in the NFL. You got Emmanuel Mosley, who's going to be better this year than he was last year. They did bring in Shadarvius Ward from Kansas City to help that secondary. Last year, I thought that was his weakness of the 49ers team. It was their secondary. If it, I can't remember exactly who the player was, but if they catch an interception 
that was thrown by Matthew Stafford that he gifted the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, it would have been the 49ers in the Super Bowl instead of the LA Rams last year. He literally gifted an interception to the 49ers last year, and the defensive back could not catch the ball. I'm not sure if it was Emmanuel Mosley or who it was, but they had – it was almost like a punt return. It was almost like a punt return last year. He was literally waiting to catch the ball, waiting. Like he could have waved, could have called his wife and asked her what was for dinner that night. It was literally an interception that was right in his hands. Couldn't catch the football. It cost the 49ers a ticket to the Super Bowl. But bringing in war is going to help their secondary. But I like this 49ers team. The over-under for the 49ers at 10 and a half. I'm rolling with the over. The 49ers, well, man, that's tough. Over-under, 10 and a half. Let me take that back. I'm going to take that back. I'm normally decisive. I'm going to take it back. I'm rolling with the under. But I think the 49ers are still going to be contenders in the NFC. I really do. I think they're going to be contenders in the NFC. Now, let's transition to the Arizona Cardinals. They were 11-6 last year. They got beat down by the L.A. Rams on Wild Card Weekend. The over-under for the Arizona Cardinals is 8.5. They're going to miss DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the season. But you still got Kyler Murray, who just signed a new contract extension. And last year, I thought Kyler Murray had a pretty decent season. He had 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He had 3,787 passing yards last year. He completed 69% of his passes. So I think Kyler Murray is a quarterback that you can win a Super Bowl with, but he has to win his first playoff game. That's what's going to be key for Kyler Murray. So far in his career, he got 70 touchdowns, 34 interceptions, 11,480 passing yards. He's completed 67% of his passes. The key is going to be for Kyler Murray to finally win a playoff game. You got a new contract now, Kyler. There are no excuses for you to not at least win one playoff game. We're not asking you to win the Super Bowl yet, but at least win one playoff game so you can validate this contract extension that the Arizona Cardinals just gave you. We know in the contract, the Arizona Cardinals organization, they required Kyler Murray to have at least, I think, four or five hours of film study weekly. And I think that was an indictment against Kyler Murray. You are an NFL quarterback getting paid millions of dollars to play the quarterback position. The least you could do is study for, a, for four hours a week. That's, a, that's, the, that's the least you could do as a starting quarterback in the NFL who's making millions of dollars. I think Kyler Murray is so gifted. And we know athletically he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's so gifted that players like Kyler Murray, they depend on their athleticism to get them through instead of going into the film room and being better at the line of scrimmage before the play. They just rather make plays with their athleticism during the play. I think that's going to be a key for Kyler Murray this season. Get into the film room, Kyler. Study. Learn opposing teams' defenses. Be better pre-snap than you are during the actual play. And I think Kyler Murray will be a better quarterback overall. 
But I look at, when I look at the Arizona Cardinals, the over-under is eight and a half. I'm rolling with the under. I, I think they're going to struggle this year. Without DeAndre Hopkins the first six games, I think it's going to be a struggle for, for the Arizona Cardinals. But the key is going to be Kyler Murray and how he develops this season. You look at their team in Arizona. They did bring back A.J. Green. In their backfield, they got James Conner. He's decent. They got Marquez Brown as well. Rondell Moore, we'll see if he, if he can play well in his sophomore season. You still got Zach Ertz at tight end. Their offensive line is decent. Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, Will Hernandez, Calvin Benjamin. And then defensively, they brought back J.J. Watt. Their defense is, is average. Isaiah Simmons, Marcus Golden, Byron Murphy Jr. So they're going to be average. I, I think this is going to be a, a down year for the Arizona Cardinals. Again, the over-under is eight and a half. I'm taking the under for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Seahawks, I'm not even going to talk about the Seahawks. I, I, I don't have time to waste discussing the Seattle Seahawks. Let's transition, and let's talk about my playoff teams for this season. So we're going to break down the NFC and the AFC. I'm going to give my conference championship picks for the NFC and the AFC. Let's start off. In the NFC, because that is the weaker conference. These are my division winners in the NFC. Packers, Buccaneers, Eagles, Rams. Those are my division winners in the NFC. In my, for my wild card, for the wild card spots in the NFC. Saints, 49ers, Vikings. Those are my wild card teams in the NFC. So I want to repeat, repeat my playoff teams in the NFC this year. Packers, Buccaneers, Eagles, Rams are the division winners. And the wildcard teams are the Saints, 49ers, and Vikings. Those are my playoff teams in the NFC. Let's go to the AFC. It was much tougher predicting the AFC than it was for the NFC. In the AFC, the division winners, Bills, Colts, Ravens, Chargers and the wild card are going to be the Dolphins, Bengals, Chiefs. That's what I got in the AFC. Division winners, Bills, Colts, Ravens, Chargers, and my wild cards in the AFC are going to be the Dolphins, Bengals, and Chiefs. Now, my conference championship, my final four in the NFL, in the AFC, I got the Chargers and Bills in the AFC. And I got the Bills winning in Buffalo because I think the Buffalo Bills will be the number one seed in the AFC. And I got the Bills representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be tough for the Chargers to win in Buffalo. That's a warm weather team traveling to a cold city playing up against a cold weather team. And we know warm weather teams struggle in cold weather. So I got the Chargers and Bills in the AFC Championship game, but I got Josh Allen over Justin Herbert. Now, in the NFC, I've been hearing all offseason long about how unproven the Green Bay Packers receiving core is going to be this year. I've been hearing about the LA Rams. I've been hearing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've been hearing about 
the San Francisco 49ers. I've even heard about the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Green Bay Packers have been flying under the radar all offseason long. Soon as Devontae Adams was traded away to the Las Vegas Raiders, it seemed like everyone forgot that Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay. Also, Matt LaFleur is the head coach in Green Bay, and he has a record of 39 and 10 in his first three seasons as head coach in Green Bay. And defensively, the Packers will be a top five defense in the NFL. I got the Packers in the NFC Championship against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just so y'all know, this is who I got in the NFC. My NFC Championship is the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I got the Packers beating the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game with that unproven receiving court. So we saw Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game a few years ago. And Tom Brady got the best of Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. I think this year the trend will switch and Aaron Rodgers will beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and the Packers will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I got a Packers-Bills Super Bowl and I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win the Super Bowl in Arizona this year and I think Aaron Rodgers will outlast Josh Allen. That's what I got. Packers-Bills in the Super Bowl and I think the Packers going to Outlast the Bills. I got the Packers winning 27-24. Pack, I'm green and yellow. Green Bay, Green Bay. I hear it. It's scary Halloween day, screen face. Bloody Mary secondary, Jordan mean face. A-Rod got them all side, free play. That's cheesecake on a hot plate. Hail Mary, yeah, Aaron to Devontae. Green book is yellow as canaries, Eliante. Got me shining great. Yeah. That's what we rolling with. Or my best, my favorite part of the song. Yeah. Go, Pack, go. It's going to be my Packers in the Super Bowl again this year. They're winning another Super Bowl in Green Bay, bringing Lombardi back home. That's what I got for my predictions. Packers, Bills. In the Super Bowl, Packers bring that Lombardi back to Green Bay, Wisconsin. And Aaron Rodgers wins his second Super Bowl ring, and he's the Super Bowl MVP. That's what I got. And I think if Aaron Rodgers gets this Packers team to the Super Bowl, we got to start the conversation and Aaron Rodgers being a top three quarterback of all time. We got to start that conversation because I'm hearing so many people talk about the Packers receiving core unproven. If Aaron Rodgers gets this Packers team to the Super Bowl, then Aaron Rodgers would be solidified as a top three quarterback of all time, in my opinion. So, just to recap, in the NFC, my division winners are Packers, Bucks, Eagles, Rams, and my wild cards are going to the Saints, 49ers, and Vikings. And by the way, I think the Saints are a sleeper in the NFC. They are a sleeper. I, I love the Saints. Jameis Winston at quarterback. You still got Alvin Kamara in the backfield at some point. Michael Thomas is going to return back to action for the New Orleans Saints. They got Chris Olave, the receiver from Ohio State, who I think is going to make an, an easy transition from college to the NFL and going to produce immediately in that Saints offense. Defensively, you still got Demario Davis, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. You got Cameron Jordan up front. 
And in the back end, they did sign Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew in free agency. And you still got Lattimore in your secondary. I like that Saints team. I really, really do. Saints are going to be a sleeper in the NFC. I think they're going to be a wild card team. They're going to be one of the wild card teams for sure. In the AFC, my division winners, Bills, Colts, Ravens, Chargers. My wild cards in the AFC, Dolphins, Bengals, Chiefs. In my conference championship, Chargers at Bills. Everybody going to follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore OH. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Make sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram with these guys. No sports. Before I got here real quick, I want to go with my NFL Week 1 Wise Picks. Let's run through these real, real fast. I already said earlier that I got the Bills beating the Rams tonight in L.A. I know that game has already started, but I got the Bills beating the Rams. I'm not sure what's going on right now in that game, but I got the Bills beating the Rams tonight. NFL Week 1 Wise Picks. Let's run through them real quick. Eagles at Lions. I like Jalen Hurts more than I like Jared Goff. I'm rolling with the Eagles to beat the Lions. In Detroit, I got Eagles 27, Lions 17. Colts at Texas, I think the Colts are a much improved football team. They upgraded at quarterback with Matt Ryan. So I like the Colts over the Texans. In Houston, I like the Colts big this week. I'm rolling with the Colts 31, Texans 10. Browns at Panthers. Baker Mayfield going up against his former team in the Cleveland Browns. I'm actually going to roll with the Browns in an upset here. I'm rolling with the Browns to beat the Carolina Panthers in Carolina 24-21. 49ers at Bears. I said as soon as the line came out that I thought this line was very, very high and too high for my liking. Vegas got the 49ers, I believe, like minus seven right now. Give me Bears plus seven because Trey Lance is going to be starting in his first game in his career and we got to see what Trey Lance has in store for us as a starting quarterback we I'm not sure about Trey Lance I have to find out how good Trey Lance really is I still think the 49ers are going to beat the Bears but I think it's going to be close I got 49ers over the Bears 20 to 17 at Soldier Field so I think Trey Lance will edge out Justin Fields Jaguars at Commanders I really don't care about this game too much I'm gonna roll with Trevor Lawrence though I got Jaguars beating the Commanders 27 to 20. Let's go to our next game. Oh, all those so far are road teams, by the way. All those teams. Eagles, Colts, Browns, 49ers, Jags are all road teams. Patriots at Dolphins. Dolphins are a better football team this year than they were last year. I don't got very much expectations for the Patriots. I'm rolling with the Dolphins to beat the Patriots 24-17. Ravens at Jets. Not even going to spend much time talking about this game. Ravens will dominate the New York Jets on Sunday. So give me Ravens 31, Jets 17. This will be a matchup that many people are looking forward to because it's Joe Flacco going up against his former team. But we know Joe Flacco is past his prime, whatever prime he did have. He's past it. Ravens 31, Jets 17. Saints and Falcons. Saints are a better team. I like the Saints. Like I said earlier, they're sleepers in the NFC. I'm rolling with the Saints to beat the Falcons. But I think it'll actually be a little closer than people think. I'm rolling with the Saints, 24, Falcons, 21. I think it's going to be close. Chiefs at Cardinals. This is one of the more interesting games of the weekend. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair in Arizona. But I think Patrick Mahomes will prevail. 
So I'm rolling with the Chiefs over the Cardinals, 35-31. It's going to be close, but I think the Cardinals will keep up with the Chiefs. But I think they're going to lose this game. So I got Chiefs, 35, Cardinals, 31. Giants at Titans. This game, actually, I think is honestly going to be close. I don't trust the Titans. They no longer have A.J. Brown. But I think the Giants are going to be awful this year. But I think they can keep this game close. I'm going to roll with the Titans to beat the Giants 24-17. Raiders at Chargers, arguably the game of the week. Give me the Raiders in an upset in week one. I know I said it earlier, I got the Chargers winning the division. But I'm rolling with the Raiders to beat the Chargers in week one. So I'm rolling with Derek Carr, 38, Justin Herbert, 31. Bucks at Cowboys. It's going to be a high-scoring affair in Dallas, but I'm rolling with the Bucks to beat the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game as well. 34-31, Bucks. Packers at Vikings. Packers are favored by one and a half. I'm rolling with the Packers to beat the Vikings in Minnesota, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I roll with Packers 23, Vikings 20. Packers defense is going to be a top-five defense in the NFL. I don't believe that Vikings offense scores 21 points against that Packers defense. Steelers at Bengals. Bengals are a much more superior team than the Steelers are. Give me the Bengals big on Sunday over the Steelers. Bengals, I go 27, Steelers 10. I think it's going to be a struggle for the Steelers. And then Monday night, we got the Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos, and the Seattle Seahawks. On Monday night, I think Russ is going to get his revenge over his former team. I'm rolling with the Denver Broncos to beat the Seahawks 31 to 10. I don't even think this game is going to be close. So I got Broncos 31, Seahawks 10. Russell Wilson is going to put on a show against his former team on Monday night in Seattle. Everybody want to follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. NFL Week 1 is here. So excited for NFL Week 1. So it's here. I'm about to, about to get off here and turn it over to the sports loudmouths. And by the way, next week I will be at Lambeau Field for the Bears at Packers. So I'm going to be back on on Tuesday on the Worldwide Sports Network, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Talking all the latest in sports and recapping Week 1 action. So... Everybody enjoy your weekend. Enjoy NFL week one. It is back. I'm Trey Larkin signing off the Wise Guy Sports Show. Enjoy your weekend. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.